Absolute Radio Country is filled with the best sounds from Nashville 24 hours a day. But even we can't fit in everything. You'll find the full story right here. This is Country Music Talk, the podcast that takes you behind the scenes of the world of country music. Hi, I'm Baylin Leonard. This is a special edition of the Country Music Talk podcast as part of Mental Health Awareness Week. Uh, we at Absolute Radio Country think it's really important to be open about how you're feeling and to have conversations about your mental health. And we know also that that's sometimes easier said than done. It can sometimes be very difficult. But we want to let you know that if you need help or advice on how you're feeling with your own mental health, then you can head to absoluteradio.co.uk slash time to listen. On today's episode, I catch up with two country music stars who have openly struggled with their mental health, Daniel Bradbury and Chase McDaniel. They join me during Mental Health Awareness Week to tell their stories. This is the Country Music Talk Podcast from Absolute Radio Country. I'm Baylin Leonard. It's Absolute Radio Country and it's Mental Health Awareness Week here in the UK. And it's a time when we remember just how important it is to talk about how we're feeling, uh, if we're feeling okay, and also to remind ourselves that sometimes it's okay to not be okay and to check in on your friends and see how they are. And one friend of ours who is um, you know, a firm friend of Absolute Radio Country, it's a woman who has been making music for a decade. She's been touring with some of the biggest stars, experiencing huge successes with multiple gold-selling singles. Danielle Bradbury, who has also recently opened up about her struggles with anxiety. And she even released a song to let others who are struggling realize that they're not alone. This is a wonderful thing, Danielle. Welcome back. Thank you. <laughs> it's not always easy to open up and talk about our own mental health or our stresses or our anxieties, but an important thing to do, I guess. Yes. Yeah. I, I strongly encourage it. As a station, we're really big on this stuff and all of us who are hosts on the station are encouraged to, as much as we're comfortable with, to talk about our own anxieties and mental health and things like that. And the thing that I've found, and I'm assuming you found this as well, is that actually, even though it's hard to do, once you do it, A, it feels like a burden has been lifted, and B, you get so many people saying, I feel this way as well. Oh, yeah. That was definitely a big thing when I released the song. I um, thought about all of those things talking about it and letting it out is one thing and and it does release so much pressure off of yourself and off of your heart and mind but it also brings this whole community of people right next to you and in front of you and you're like oh my gosh like you know I'm not crazy for feeling like this all the time like I, I feel like I'm not alone finally and so that was something that I, I wanted to really put out there and something I kind of discovered on my own and then putting the song out. I'm like, I want people to feel that feeling of being like, oh my gosh, like, thank goodness that I am not just me and by myself in this feeling that I'm feeling. So I think it's definitely important to bring it to attention and talk about and it brings everyone together. Monster, we should say, is the, the song that we are talking about here. I think the last time that we had you on the show, it was your single, A Special Place, uh, which we are still loving and we're, we're still playing. So congratulations on the success of that, both here in the UK, but also in the States as well, because it's starting to climb the charts, right? Yes, uh, we. I keep getting updates about it, you know, climbing up the charts slowly. And I'm like, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, keep on going. Yeah. It's amazing how long keep it can take going. sometimes. You can push a song out there and it has like a moment where it's out and then weeks, months down the line, it's still having resonance with people more and more 
more people are hearing about it and it continues to climb the charts. Yeah, it's a, it's a crazy thing. <laughs> Uh, and Monster, this song that we were just talking about, your latest, where you're kind of addressing your anxiety. I think maybe you and I have talked about this before. I'm, I'm always so in awe and, and kind of envious of artists such as yourself that it's basically therapy and working through your own things in a song, in an art form that then you're putting out there and helping loads of other people with. Did, did it come easy to write this song or, or, you know, did it come pouring out of you or was it something that you had to be like, okay, here we go? Yeah, it really did pour out in, in the best way possible. I was in Los Angeles writing and I took a week to write there and I had one consistent writer with me or her name is Lauren. She's a good friend of mine and she was with me in every write. And I wrote this the last day I was supposed to fly back to Nashville. Previous, they were just trying to get upbeat songs and fun songs, which is awesome. And we, we wrote a few here and there, but it just wasn't where my heart and mind was at and I was dealing with the anxiety behind those closed doors and and I just didn't feel like it was the right rooms to bring it up in and here comes the last day and um it's just me Lauren and the producer and me and Lauren I was like Lauren can we just write about anxiety please <laughs> and she was like yes absolutely because it's something that she related to as well and you know again her being a close friend to me I was texting her the night before and I was texting her about a certain situation and I literally texted her I just keep waking up with the feeling in my gut it's the first line of the song monster you know, we wrote it in about oh, maybe 45 to 50 minutes. It was really quick. And like I said, it just kind of poured out of us and poured out of me. It was so relieving to like finally write something that was something I was actually feeling in the moment. It was mm -hmm. a really cool situation. The timing of it was crazy. We recorded it. I jumped in the vocal booth and I texted my manager, hey, I'm recording it. You can come and pick me up now. And by the time you get here, I'll be done with it. She goes, <laughs> uh, okay, <laughs> that was quick. <laughs> and so, yeah, by the time she got in the driveway, I had five minutes left and I put some like last minute touches on the vocal and then I left. It was the fastest ride I think I've ever done. <laughs> wow. And, and one of the most impactful it will be, I think probably as well because of the way that people relate to this. You know, it's interesting that you were saying you were doing a few days of rights and you were in these rooms where they were looking for party songs and upbeat songs and all that, and that you didn't feel like you could bring that up. And actually, that kind of mirrors real life in a lot of ways, because there'll be times when any of us are feeling stress or anxiety or depressed or, or whatever it might be. And you'll think, I don't want to bring the room down. I don't want to bring my friend down. I don't want to burden other people with how I'm feeling. But ultimately, there's probably a, never a, like a right time to, to bring this stuff up. You just have to kind of be with the people that you know and trust and love and feel safe enough to talk about this stuff, whether it's writing the song or whether it's talking to your friend about something that's going on in your life. Yeah, that that definitely puts a big picture on not just the rights, like it definitely yeah. is a reflection of of life. Um, but yeah, the last day was just the right time with the right people. And, and it was just her and I, basically, Sam was kind of 
messing around on the piano and kind of letting us talk and, and let it out. And so she was, she was in a funk as well that day. And it just, it was like, like you said, just perfect timing and, and perfect interaction. Are you one of these people that kind of checks in with your friends or that have people checking in on you? Because I think a lot of times it's easy for us as a society to kind of assuming you're all right, we're fine, we're moving on, like not actually saying, are you okay? There's a weird line between kind of being super earnest about it and being throwaway about it. But I find that it is really important to check in with friends. Do you find that? Oh, yeah, 100%. I think it's so important. And I do. I will have moments too, where I'll go about my day and I'll just have someone in particular, really heavy on my heart at the moment. And I may haven't, I haven't talked to them in a while, or I don't really know them too well. Like I'm that type of person where if you pop on my mind or I keep thinking about you, I'm like, that's kind of my, my sign to be like, Hey, you were on my heart today. Like, just hope you're doing well. And I'm thinking of you and the amount of responses of like, Oh my God, you have no idea how much I needed this. Mm. Um, you know, I needed to hear this. Thank you. Like, thank you for reaching out. I mean, I mean, if you really feel that feeling and I, and that happens to me all the time, I don't know what it is. I will think of certain people and, you know, I mean, my friends too, my best friends, and I'm constantly talking to my family, which I'm super thankful for. Um, I'm always, you know, how are you? Hi, you know, love you, you know, just, you know, just throwing all those out there. It, I think it's really important. And they sound, it sounds really simple, doesn't it? To check in with somebody and just go thinking about you, hope you're okay, how are you doing? But I think because everybody is so busy all the time and I think even sometimes you think, well, I don't have anything to specifically say to them. I'm just wanting to say hi, but I don't want to interrupt their day. It, it's a good reminder that actually, you're not interrupting their day. They, they might really need to hear that. And even if they're not in a dark place or anything like that, it's also just really lovely to know that somebody's thinking about you. Oh, yeah. And for me personally, when I'm, you know, you just said it, like if I'm having like a really busy day and I'm going, going, going and, and I haven't really looked at my phone. And, and when I do pick up my phone for that split second and I see, hey, thinking of you, how are you? or even a simple, Hey, <laughs> like just <people laughs> yeah, hey. thinking and just texting you. I'm like, okay. And it kind of brings me out of that chaos for a second. And, and that could be, you know, relatable to so many other people of the go, go, go. And, and if you forget to check on people, that's fine. Like you're not obligated to, and I do that. Like I forget mm -hmm. and you're not responsible to, you know, constantly be on top of it. But if you do think about it, if you do have that feeling in your heart or think of that person or, you know, feel like checking in, just do it. It's great advice because I'm sure people listening right now that there'll be somebody that they're thinking about and maybe you're thinking, oh, I'll send them a text later. Just do it now. A simple hi. It could really make someone's day. How are you feeling now? Did you get, you know, obviously you got a lot of it out in this song, but all of this stuff dealing with anxiety and all the rest of it is an ongoing kind of lifelong process. Presumably it was a big help, but um, still, you know, doesn't mean that it magically goes away. How are you feeling now? You know, I feel good. Today's a good day, good. <laughs> which good. is great. You know, it comes in waves. It really sure. does. And people that have the same thing or feel the same things, it can relate. It does go in waves and sometimes it lasts a few days in a row or sometimes it kind of heavily comes on one day and then goes away the next 
but so far it's been good. I had a week not long ago that was a little bit heavier than others. And you just kind of have to remind yourself that the end is near. Mm -hmm. Yeah, (laughs) Um, I can relate to that. And just you're having, you know, a bad day or you're having a bad few days and it's not going to be like this forever. You just kind of have to live in that and accept it. And it'll come to to peace at, you know, by the end of it. For me personally, if I try to fight it and fight that it goes away and kind of shove it down, that's when I feel the worst. Yes. So sometimes you have to just feel your way through it. And that doesn't necessarily mean wallowing in it. You don't have to ignore it. You don't have to wallow in it. Sometimes you just have to be like, okay, this is how I'm feeling right now. You know, hopefully, I mean, it sounds like you have and I have, and uh, if you're listening and you haven't realized this yet, what I've realized is like, okay, I'm feeling this way now. I'm not gonna feel this way forever. This is a moment and and this moment might last a day. It might last a few days. But the one thing that I do know is that I will also have really good days and I will also feel really good again at some point. And I just have to hang on to that and go, okay, I'm feeling this way now. I'm not gonna feel this way forever. Thank you for this, by the way. Thank you for opening up about it. Um, Thank you for the song, Monster, which we're going to play in just a moment. Um, But just before I let you go, you know, we we catch up a lot. Um, What's the latest? What's next? When are you coming back? What's going on? Anything we need to know? You know, by the looks of releasing Monster, I am releasing, or, um, you know, working on a lot of new music right now. And uh, that's always exciting to finally say. And I, you know, CMA Fest is coming coming up yep. or with Jordan Davis in September. But I keep saying this. I'm like, as soon as they give me the green light to like book travel, book the dates and everything to come back there. I'm like, please just, just let me know. I'm ready. I'm ready to come back. Well, we are ready too. So let us know when they let you know, and we will look forward to it. Um, always a pleasure. Thank you for catching up with us. And thank you for this song. Yeah, absolutely. The Country Music Talk podcast from Absolute Radio Country. I'm Baylin Leonard, and this is Absolute Radio Country. And you know, we always want to have conversations here about some of the more challenging parts of our lives. And whether that's talking about the lack of diversity in country music or the representation of women in the genre. We want to be open. We want to be honest about those challenges. And it's Mental Health Awareness Week here in the UK and at Absolute Radio Country. We always think it's important to be able to talk about how we're feeling and also to remember that it's okay to not be okay. And it's really important to reach out to others when they might need your help. And one artist who's a friend of ours has been really open about their own struggles with mental health and struggling with anxiety and depression from a young age, but also is a rising star in Nashville. It's the man behind Drop Your Tailgate and your daughter, and you might have seen him at C2C this year. It's our buddy Chase McDaniel. Hey, Chase. What is up? I'm so happy to see your face again. Uh, it's so nice to see you as well. It was uh, it was really great to meet you when you were over for C2C, and um, we had you in the studio, and then we had some quality time at C2C, and of course you had more quality time making loads of fans at C2C. How was that trip for you? I just enjoyed seeing London um, and, and meeting the people and experiencing the culture, and I, I, I've spent a week there, so I mean, it was a pretty good little trip. I wish I had a couple more days, Yeah, but uh, you know, the, sh- the shows were fantastic. The fans or the listeners at the festival of what were awesome because they just give you their undivided attention it was really special to uh to have some of those songs kind of represented in a in a particular mood was really really nice and 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 appropriate for some of those some of those more important songs i think 
Yeah, and also the career hasn't happened quite quickly, but that moment in your life was quite quick because it, it wasn't that long that you had actually been signed to a big label before they packed you on a train and sent you off to London. So that must have been a bit of a whirlwind in a great way, I would imagine. Yeah, uh, I think it had been a week, maybe. Uh, <laughs> right, I, I, right. I signed the dotted line on a Dropbox and uh, got the text like, hey, have you ever been to London? I was like, I haven't. And they were like, well, do you want to? I was like, absolutely. So, um, and then they threw me on a writer's round with two superstars, three superstars, Midland Lady A and Thomas Rhett. And uh, my heart was over 100 all week, my heart rate. So, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, that. of course. <laughs> there was that songwriters round before actual C2. Yeah, I hosted that. And uh, like you said, it was Lady A, it was Thomas Rhett, it was Midland. And this guy that nobody had heard of, uh, and I say that with love, Chase McDaniel. But the, the great thing about that, Chase, is like, and I told you this at the time, you absolutely held your own during that. And you made so many fans and won that room over completely. Thank you. You know, it's, it's probably one of the first times in my life that an anxiety attack has been appropriate. <laughs> yeah, and, I mean, I think if you're going to have one. <laughs> and yeah. all those experiences kind of prepared me for that to be like, okay, this is how you deal with this. And you still move through it and nobody has to know some of these times, you know? Yeah, well, you seemed cool as a cucumber. I know, I know that inside you didn't feel that way, but you certainly came across that way. Speaking of some of your music connecting with people when you were over, uh, your incredible track, Your Daughter, which we've been playing a lot on Absolute Radio Country. It's such a beautiful song. And, and I know you've told the story behind it before and, and it's for your sister. But, but for those who haven't heard it, tell us about that. You know, most everyone who hears it for the first time uh, just assumes that it's about a girlfriend and, and who wouldn't, you know, until you hear the last line of the uh, chorus, you know, you think it's maybe to an, an ex-boyfriend who was uh, had hurt them. But in all truth, it, it was about my sister and inspired by her, you know, growing up, our dad was an addict um, and he chose to let go of his life when she was seven. And um, I watched her grow up in that environment. I was the oldest and I didn't have anybody to talk to either. So um we were kind of there for each other and writing that song took me so long because I just wanted to get it right. Like I had this, I had this idea over the pandemic, you know, and uh, it was just like something about this is special. It's important. And I feel like it's, it's unique in the way that it is authentically just such a huge part of my story and getting to tell it, getting to sing it at my shows now and then talking to people in the meet and greets and hearing them tell me that, uh, Hey, this, this song, like, change their lives or their relationship uh, with some of those memories uh, from home. And you just realize that there's nothing more important than writing music that matters to you. And then you get the opportunity to see that connect with other people and you realize that you're not alone. So it's been an experience for me to meet other people who've been through some of the same things and be connected to the world in that way, which has really been powerful, I think, on a, a dynamic spectrum. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, talking of, of it being mental health, week here in the UK talking about it of course but also art as well and what you're talking about you know making this art that is so personal to you and things that happen to you that your logical mind knows that they happen to a lot of people but you can still feel so alone in them when it's happening to you because it's so personal but then it somehow makes you feel less alone to kind of put that out there and, and be vulnerable in that way and that stuff it's not easy to talk about, and I'd imagine it's not easy to sing about either. Yeah, you know, and, and I think that kind of happens on a subconscious level. Um, I'm not necessarily thinking about it um, as I'm singing about it. Sometimes even when I'm talking about it, but it's it, there's but there is a reaction still happening in my body and my brain, and right. I'm experiencing something that's highly reactive. 
And I've just kind of had to learn over the years of dealing with that, how to be cool as a cucumber, as you say, you know, I kind of had to become a master of disguise in order to um, chase down something in a career that I thought could help impact a lot of people. And I've been very fortunate in the last couple of years to really turn a corner and see the light at the end of that tunnel. And uh, the biggest part of my mission now is to take that light, go back into the tunnel and show everybody that it exists, you know, and, and to try to take them out of that tunnel with me. So, you know, there's some really, really cool things that humans do. And I think my favorite thing that we do is we go through some things that are really, really tough. And then we have a perspective that we're able to go help somebody who's going through some of the same things that we went through. I just don't think that there's anything cooler or anything more noble that we can do with our lives. So. And I think it's also important to point out that you got to help yourself before you can help others. You know, we, we hear that a lot. And of, of course, it, you know, it's, it's almost become a cliche, but it's absolutely true because there's one thing in kind of learning coping mechanisms and, and processing it and going through it and feeling it and coming out the other side of it, a better and a stronger person. But that doesn't mean ignoring it and pushing it down. I mean, I think kind of part of that process is actually, which is the scary part of it, really going into it and really feeling it and really confronting it head on. Yeah, you you hit the nail on the head. And I think that is, um, that's the adventurer's journey. You know, I, th- I think that's uh, the journey of going back uh, to uh, to dealing with some of those things that come back up, you know, into your minds uh, when you get a little older, because, you know, you, you grow up and you develop these survival strategies and just because, you know, some of these things happen and you're just trying to make it out alive. And then uh, you it, it works for a while until it doesn't yeah. then you have to find another way that uh that works and uh, that might mean having to deal with those things and and it did for me but it was necessary because had i not ever done that i could never be in the position that i'm in now if i was still uh in the depths of that of those trenches there's no way i would have the space like you said to uh give what i don't have to somebody else and so now it's um so important for me to keep my, myself in a healthy space so that i can you know do that so how how are some obviously through art and through writing and expressing and connecting with people and all that but but are there some more kind of like practical things that you do i mean one of the, you know i i have anxiety and one of the things that i, I do is you know I've, I've really gotten into meditation and visualization and and um you know breathing exercises and things like that do you have actual things like that that you dig into as well yeah i'm really glad that you brought that up and that's that's really cool that we share that uh meditation was kind of brought to me a few years ago and at the time i mean it was uh life-changing you're from east tennessee i'm from kentucky you hear the word meditation and you're thinking what (laughs) yeah that's insane that's crazy i don't want to touch that yeah and uh but, you know, I, I got this app uh, called Calm, and that's not a sponsorship by any means, because uh, there's a lot of great, you know, uh, apps where you can find yeah, it. Yeah, I have that app as well. I have Headspace. Yeah. I've, you know, I've got them all. Yeah, you try it. Yeah, that's awesome. You got to find one that works for you, right? You yeah, gotta just... exactly. And I found a few that just um, seem to say the right things, I think, mm-hmm. uh, in order to put me in a headspace that was um, that was just appropriate for calming down. And then uh, once you then find, oh, this is what a calm headspace feels like with a with a absence of fear you're like i want to feel like that all the time i forgot that life could feel that good well yeah because you end up thinking if you're in a state of anxiety or 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 depression or or whatever it might be that that you're dealing with you can be in it long enough that you think it's normal. Like you end up thinking like, oh, you, you don't know any other way of living and so when you do find something that works for you, you suddenly go, oh, okay. Yeah. 
one of the toughest roadblocks when you're in it is that you you have this feeling of permanence. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like it, it's I don't remember what it was even like back before I felt this way. And I don't even know what it would be like to feel good again. I I, I don't see an end to this and I don't know how to find that way. Yeah, also. I don't even know how to find a way to start yeah. to get out of this yet. And so it's so, so much of my message, especially at my shows, goes out to those people because, you know, I think through it all, like what I did right, if I did anything right, because I don't I don't think that, you know, I'm special in any way is just that I stayed curious. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so throughout all of it, I had some some really low times where I depended on other humans, other people that kept me alive. Absolutely. There were times that were so dark that I couldn't have kept going on just my own accord. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, once I got through the the darkest parts of that uh, that journey, uh, I was in a space to say, OK, I'm dedicated to living and uh, and figuring out how to uh, how to get through this. And um, so I spent five, six years in that process of just staying curious, trying to find something that works. So I read all kinds of books and I obviously went to therapy, went to counseling. I took all the medications and in doing that, you know, I found what worked for me. And so, um, yeah, I think that's a big message for no matter how long it's been, there is a way out for everyone and life can feel good again. That's a heavy thing that weighed on my mind that I needed to hear back then. I agree with that. And I think it's also important to point out to people, which I always do, is it's not necessarily a quick fix. You know, it takes work as well, but the the work is absolutely worth it. And if you try something and that doesn't work for you, that's okay. Find something else. You will find something, you know, like meditation. I just thought my mind is too busy. I can't meditate. My mind is far too busy for this. I'm never going to find this kind of sense of, of clarity or peace or what, you know, whatever it is. And I heard this one meditation. I actually... Um, my dad died and I very oddly chased the, after the kind of initial five minutes of shock, I was alone in a hotel room in Nashville when I found this out. Um, I put on my meditation app because I thought I have to slow down. I don't have anything to grasp onto at the moment. I've got to slow my head down for this. And I put on this meditation for grief. And it said, one of the things I think that has helped me the most, not just in grief, but in in life when you've got a really busy mind it said you know what if you can't count your breaths if you can't count them to 10 just count to one and then start over again just count to two and start over again at one and um that sounds really simplistic and it sounds like how could that help me but it really did you know because there are sometimes that your head is so or my head anyway is so busy that I don't know how to slow it down, right? So if I tried to count my breaths to 10, I would get lost around three. But if I can count my breaths to two, then I've done something and I can just keep doing that over and over again. So I would just say to anybody who is out there and who's looking for something or who who is needing some help, it takes work, but it's worth it. You will find something that works for you and you'll be really glad you did. Um, for more help and advice, you can head to absoluteradio.co.uk slash time to listen. Chase, thanks so much for being with us here um, and, and being so open about the things that you deal with and how you deal with them. And I think it's really important for people to hear because, you know, it's easy for, regardless of how you feel about yourself or about your career, there are people that will look at you and put you on a pedestal and think he's got, he's got it made. He's got this life that, that I only dream of having. And I think it's important for people to realize that everybody deals with stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And that, and that's actually a pressure in and of itself is um, the outside is so deceiving. And we live in a world now where everything is a uh, highlight reel. And even as a musician, you know, I'm, I'm not going to post the bad days. You know, uh, yeah. I think the team would be pretty unhappy with that if I did, you know. <laughs> but, um, you know, and also 
what's going on in the outside world is not necessarily a reflection of what's happening internally ever. Although things might be really good right now, they might not have been good 10 years ago. And you might have still, you might have never dealt with some things that were going on 10 years ago. Thank you for bringing up the loss of your dad. That was something for me and everyone, like dealing with the loss of someone so close to you, Mm -hmm. um, regardless of what your relationship was, can absolutely sweep you off your feet. And it did for me, but I didn't deal with it. Um, you know, at the time I had no, uh, skills of how to manage grief of how to, um, uh, of how to just cope with, with uh, just a massive loss. And, um, and so I think, you know, the first step for anyone taking that first breath is to say, Hey, I'm dealing with a lot and that's worthy of having compassion for myself enough to, to, to take a step to start dealing with this. Cause I think where a lot of guys, start initially is is I've got it all together. I've got it handled. I don't need help. I don't want to ruin my reputation. I don't want anybody to know that I'm not super tough. It's like, what is this? What is this thing about being tough and 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 just being honest? I, I, I kept that inside for two decades, mm. you know, and um, there's just so much energy that gets trapped in your body when you're holding the truth inside you. I saw a quote the other day uh, on my Instagram feed. It's like, you know, you're hurting because you're too full of the truth. You got to let it out. And I, I just I don't know why it just stuck with me the last couple of days. I, I really love that. You know, it's like when you let some of that out and you let some of that energy out, um, one, you'll find that you're not alone Two, you might find somebody who's already dealt with it or been dealing with it. And uh, you start the healing process, which is really necessary for you to feel like I feel most days now where I wake up and I don't have that, you know, impending doom panic that was lasting 24 seven, you know, and then also with the coexisting depression. Absolutely. And I think it's so important for people to hear that uh, from all walks of life, you know, and, and also um, for people to know you can deal you can deal with it at your own pace. You know, it, th- there's no there's no one answer, but but there are answers out there. That's the important thing. Again, if you need help and advice, it's absoluteradio.co.uk slash time to listen. Um, hey, let's talk about tailgate party. Let's talk about drop the tailgate uh, because uh, we, we absolutely love it here on Absolute Radio Country. And, and you re-recorded a, uh, a a version of drop your tailgate for our tailgate party so basically you're kind of like the theme song for that uh, that feels great thank you for doing that absolutely it just seemed like the uh, the most perfect fit so I was happy to uh, to team up with absolute radio country now so for anybody uh, who is kind of under the illusion that you kind of like happened overnight that that obviously isn't what happened but this song, Drop Your Tailgate, it did have a pretty speedy take up once you put it out into the world, right? Yeah, I've, I've had quite a bit of luck, to be honest. Um, you know, for what there, there's this inv- invisible thing called the social media algorithm. No one knows what it is. Knows when no, no one knows what it does. It's just kind of this invisible hand that floats and then chooses somebody every now and again. And uh, I, I guess I've just been really fortunate to be picked a few times. I... Uh, put out a few videos on it and it just uh, it kind of took off and I was like okay this is a cool sound I guess people people like it and you know I was just trying to make a big big impact on the world and get people to drop those tailgates I guess so. it, well it worked it worked <laughs> is it fair to say that's the song that kind of opened up your career for you maybe yeah I, I uh it was only like the third or fourth song I released because I mean I only have like four songs four or five songs <laughs> yeah so um but yeah I uh I remember writing it with my producer and he had this really cool track going because he loves the fish and I've been we actually went fishing in Charleston last week 
and uh, he was dropping the tailgate of his truck to get the fishing poles out. And we're always teasing each other, like, cause, cause he's like one of those guys. Uh, I think you've heard like Phineas, who's like Billy Eilish's producer. Yes, talk about, yes, yeah. They'll take yeah. sounds in the house, like a light switch or like a, a fork hitting a, a pan, and he's like, "Oh, I gotta record that and then use it in a song." So I was just teasing him, and he dropped the tailgate on the truck. And I was like, "Dude, that sounds like a bass drop." And he actually recorded it and put it in the track, and then we wrote that song. But, uh, but yeah, I laugh in my head thinking, you know, I just hope someone's going down the road listening to that and is inspired to uh, to drop their tailgate. You know, <laughs> my tailgate's been up for all these years, and now uh, I think I got to drop it low. So. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm gonna have to do it now. I've been inspired by this song. Well, you know, music it, it makes people do all kinds of things. So. So you mentioned there, you know, not not a lot of songs out at the moment. Uh, obviously, you've been over to the UK, so loads of people wanted me to ask you when you're coming back. Tell us about new music. Like, what do we need to know? What's next up for you? Well, I, I got to tell you, I would love to come back to the UK, and I've already been texting everybody saying, "Hey, is there any anything over there that I can come back to?" <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm just I've been writing a ton. Uh, we're trying to figure out what the next steps are. And, uh, and move forward to put out, whether it's an EP, an album, because I think the biggest thing is I just got to get more music out. You know, mm. we put a, we put a few songs out that I was just so fortunate. And I, I can't say that enough to do very well on the independent side of things. And then uh, I had an amazing team called Big Machine Records come in and say, hey, we love what you're doing. We'd like to elevate it. And so it's just been a great partnership. Uh, I met with uh, with Scott Borchetta, who, you know, started the Music Has Value campaign. And I remember seeing that T-shirt on like you know, American Idol when I was a kid. And I was like, I don't know who that guy is, but like, like if he thinks music has value, then I want to be where he is someday, you know, and played a few songs for him. And he was just like, hey, what you're doing really matters. And he took just so much time to tell me how important it was. And so I just knew immediately that was where I was supposed to be. And so the last few months we've been working on new music and just trying to bring music to the world that has value and matters you know, and can make an impact on people. Well, I'm so glad you are. And I know so many fans in the UK are as well. Uh, hopefully you'll get back over here real soon. Uh, we would love to have you. And it sounds like you'd love to be over. So surely that will happen at some point. We'll keep an ear out for the new music. In the meantime, we've got the music that is out there at the moment that we're still loving. And it's always nice to see when a good guy makes it. So congratulations on that. And thanks for being so open about uh, everything that you've been through and everything that you go through. It's really appreciated. Oh, man, we, we've great minds to think alike. And thank you for having me anytime. I'd, I'd love to be on to, to talk. And thanks for playing my music. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And, uh, yeah, thanks, Bayon, for having me. The Country Music Talk podcast from Absolute Radio Country. An in-depth look behind the scenes at the world of country music. Thank you so much for listening to this special Country Music Talk podcast as part of Mental Health Awareness Week. For more help and advice, you can head over to Absolute Radio co.uk slash time to listen if you enjoy the country music talk podcast chances are you'll also enjoy absolute radio country it's the place where real music matters and we love country music just as much as you do you'll find us online on the free absolute radio app on digital radio throughout the uk or just ask your smart speaker to play absolute radio country 